Inspire from Farster, a podcast that talks about all the different ways you can help your print business lead the way. In each episode, we'll cover a range of topics such as the latest and greatest technologies for printers, industry trends, and knowledge that can help you run your business faster and smarter. So here we go. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Inspire podcast. I'm really excited today because uh, we're joined by two other people from Collateral. Um, Collateral is a, a just six-year-old and innovative technology solution provider and they work really closely with retailers to essentially help them get organised and streamlined when it comes to campaign creation and management. Um, we've been working with Collateral here at Tharson for, for a while now on integration projects for uh, mutual customers because the, the information they can provide from their technology is really what provides printers with what retailers need for the, for the campaigns that they're doing, which ultimately needs estimating. So with our tools, that's where we can step in because uh, that doesn't then have to be the usual challenge that it is of, of, uh, of, of estimating for a huge campaign that takes days and days because we can, we can then suck all that info into Tharston to effectively automatically create the estimates, orders and distribution requirements. However, we're not really here today to talk specifically about our technologies. What I'm really excited about is the, the insights our guests can share with us from, from retailers having worked so closely with them over the kind of the challenges and changes that they're facing and, and, and the needs going forward. So I'm really uh, pleased to be joined today by Corinne and Imogen from Collateral. So hi, Corinne. Hi, Imogen. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. So uh, first of all, maybe you could, for, for those of you who don't know about you, tell us a little bit about yourselves and also um, about Collateral. Yeah, absolutely. So hi, I'm Imogen, the Marketing Manager at Collateral. Uh, thank you, Ross and Thalston, for having us on your podcast. And thanks for joining us if you're listening. Um, so here at Collateral, um, we offer a cloud-based platform for campaign management, as you mentioned, Ross. So it's all about end-to-end um, system for retailers, um, brands and printers, um, and they can use it to manage planning, allocation and installation of marketing in their locations. Uh, as for me, I've worked uh, for Collateral for the last couple of years and I actually started my career in retail. So it's been uh, really interesting to see everything that's happened over the last couple of years um, and also seeing problems that I kind of face firsthand on the shop floor being solved by uh, new digital solutions. And I'll hand over to you, Chris. Thank you, Imogen. And I again, thank you, Ross, for having us on. And thank you. Um, so I have been working for Collateral for just just coming up to a year. And actually, this is my first first spin in retail. I've actually my history is in software, so it's not necessarily just retail. Um, I've kind of always worked in those business critical softwares. And also it helps with process changing and workflows. So software is like a, a gift in a lot of ways. It can help us streamline and do a lot more stuff with our time. And, you know, one of the things that we say when we meet with new prospects and clients is, you know, collateral is is a tool to help you save money. It will help you cut costs. It will help you cut waste and it will it will just help streamline all of those those things for you. So it will it will help you save money, but it will also enable you to earn more as well. So, you know, one of the things that we can help retailers with is compliance and knowing that their marketing is going into the right places. And that in itself is just knowing you're actually doing the right job and therefore the revenue comes in. So it's a earn more 
and save money. Cool. So having worked so closely with uh, retailers, uh, uh, retailers then, um, I'm sure you've been on you know, the first hand to get the experiences that they're going through at the moment. What's COVID's obviously brought about a lot of changes for every industry, but how, how have you seen that affect um, retail? So from speaking to it, obviously there have been kind of unprecedented changes across the sector, um, but from speaking to our clients, it's kind of been in-store marketing plans have had to be, have to be scrapped at short notice. There's kind of been a hesitancy towards forward planning. Um, there's been a need to shift stock kind of at later dates and rearrange seasonal campaigns um, and a general kind of transformation in how they're communicating with their customers, how they're um, moving them through stores and how they're kind of creating their store environments, particularly if they've um, been essential and remained open. And now, obviously, as we reopen, um, those are those non-essential retailers too. Yeah, so they're now starting to have to... The, uh, kind of start thinking now about what the next steps are in, in terms of um, how, how they now that things are starting to open. How did you find it affected things during uh, COVID in, in terms of people's behaviours in, 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 you know, for the retail, for the for example, the supermarket, say, stayed open all the time. How did you, how, what what's the experiences you found there? I think there are a range, um, a range of different approaches. So certainly in terms of like point of sale promotions and offers, things were kind of stripped back so that um, people were moving through um, essential retailers, much more supermarkets, much more quickly. Uh, they didn't want to cause customer confusion. Customers are less likely to go back to a promotion if they see it later on. That's kind of strip, a stripped back experience. Um, yeah, well, point of sale went from you know three for two or buy one get one free to arrows <laughs> you know so yeah. no longer about grabbing um you know uh, just a convenient shopper's attention it was about herding them through as quick as possible because most people went from you know being able to browse back and forward into a shop to following a list you know at the bottom of their nose literally just walking around with their masks on head down grab so yeah, that whole yeah, thing. yeah, absolutely right. And it was very much you would go in a shop for a functional purpose, um, um, a bit like that. You know, my, my dad also said when I go shopping, I know exactly what I want because I've got my list. And whereas you know, it, it, it's it, that became for everyone that it, it, it's um, in terms of product, kind of pricing became so much lower down the priority chain like people were just at some point people were just happy that there was toilet roll or, or yeah or flour or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember seeing all the all the social media posters when somebody uh, posts that uh, uh, somebody found at uh, the supermarket had particular products and things like that so I, I guess you're right it was very much about availability and just getting the products and getting in there and getting out as quick as possible so that then meant for the supermarkets as, as we saw it it became very much about health and safety signage really wasn't it and and um which we, we we've seen our customers kind of um uh, get very involved in in providing that so yeah so it, it's become you mentioned there as well imagine as well about the kind of as as you'd expect the the campaigns are planned and then lockdown kicks in so the, 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 they kind of get shelved 
Yeah. And then we, we came out of lockdown again and it was like start planning for that and then back into it again. So it, it, where, where are you finding retailers right at the moment in terms of forward planning? Is that? Yeah, I think we're coming out of that immediate reactivity where retailers are thinking they don't want to plan anything too far in advance for the risk that um, it could all change at the last minute, particularly mm. having kind of those localised lockdowns and not knowing how um, health and safety guidelines would change in terms of store numbers, whether they could have run a sale or or things like that. Mm. I think it's starting to go the other way now. But a big impact still um, is the different interactions between sales assistants and customers particularly yeah. like masks and, and and they're all kind of the same it's kind of a different environment for retailers to operate in yeah I think you're right it is a, a, a very different environment at the moment isn't it it's um there's, there's lots more barriers there and, and I guess is what we're talking about isn't it so I, I mean I always remember when when banks for example um they always used to have the, the safety screens there and things like that and then they got taken away and it became very much about an, an open approach and uh, very very personable and that's all all had to very quickly disappear yeah. um, and I wonder about the you know what 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 the, the permanence of that might be um, I think just on um, you know general psychology we're gonna be coming out of a a time where you know children won't be hugging people or touching people because you know you've got this two meter distance and and that's going to apply in the shops as well you know people are still quite scared about going to the shop you know the headlines are constantly about this variant or or this many cases in this area so people are still really hesitant to go out and mm. going back to um, what you were saying about the planning of campaigns, you know, coming out of the most final lockdown um, was was hideous, I think, for a lot of retailers and, and printers alike, because um, all of a sudden they were like, well, we planned the last time before and it got completely, you know, wasted. So let's not plan anything. So and that's what's happened. They've come out of this lockdown and not really planned anything apart from massive sales because they've got this huge amount of last season stock that they need to get rid of. You know, every single shop I've gone into, it's just been this kind of sale rails everywhere. You know, but actually when I'm looking around, I'm not seeing all that kind of experiential um marketing materials you know the light boxes and and all that kind of the creative stuff that's coming out of marketing teams that's all just disappeared so exactly like you said you 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 had a bank you'd go in it was very clinical you know you'd be writing a little note and handing it to the cashier and um, then it became this experience of going to uh, a bank you know you've got sofas you've got plants you've got these little you know they're no longer these these barriers in the way and it becomes really open and of course all of a sudden every single shop has gone into this kind of clinical um lockdown you know don't don't stand next to people you know just like an old bank scenario um and i don't think that's going to I don't think that's going to go away. I think there's still always going to be that hesitancy of people wanting to go into a crowded shop. So I think there's going to be um, a resurgence of kind of um, price orientated or price sensitive shoppers coming back after the pandemic. Like I think that stopped and then that there's going to be a resurgence of that, which means in order to get those shoppers in, like discount retailers are doing really well at the moment. They're excelling. and But mm. in order to get people back in, retailers are going to have to offer 
really great experiences and a lot of that is surrounds the marketing and and the visual merchandising and what people are experiencing in store um but that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll keep making all their purchases in store so retailers have got to get the customers in to experience it but then they may well um go ahead and purchase offline which is yeah um, i i think you're right i think that there's, there's two challenges that that retail are, are going to have to um overcome aren't they it, it, one is that people are, are in a place of fear because of the whole situation and and so it's it's unraveling or reversing that to make people feel safe again and 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 you know that it's 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 okay to do this um and i think the other challenge is that people have become very accustomed now to to, to online everything you know being available online that's become a lot more accessible it's been you know that familiar uh view of, of, of the of the delivery uh person walking down your street with a package for you you know to, 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 your, to your front door I, I know i was by first name terms by the amount of things my daughter um, orders you know it's, it's kind of it, i think that's become very much the way that the things they're going to have to overcome and i think i think you're right because you know the retailers that have really excelled through um, all of these lockdowns are the ones that reacted very quickly. So they filled um, the gaps in their offering by um, being able to, you know, have e-commerce, you know, and be able to sell their product online. And we saw loads of retailers jump into that um, queue to get stuff online and out there. So, you know, it's that kind of marrying up the experience of shopping online with a shop experience as well so that people can start um like resonating with that shop experience again and, and wanting to go there and, and, and that kind of online shopping is going to have to push towards that otherwise what's the point of having those retail yeah. shops but you know i think people are going to grow tired of shopping online you know we all like that kind of reward center um we've we just earned our money as kids you know we've got a little little pocket money or something you go to a shop and you're looking at a, a you know a cd and it's like, oh yeah, yeah buy this and you have to save up for it and then it's that yeah. experience of shopping that you can only get in a shop and um, you can't get that online and people will tire of that kind of instant gratification of like oh I'm going to buy a, a hundred pound jacket you know and it, they get it and it doesn't fit you know they've missed the experience of being able to go in try something on mull it over maybe save up a bit more money you've got all of that that kind of that all needs to be married back up together and I think as Imogen said what retailers are now doing is maybe pushing that experience into into their bricks and mortar stores. You know, there are lots of retailers out there that have completely changed their their shops or, or even the ones that have come in place of the ones that have closed. They're all about the experience. You don't actually go into the shop anymore to buy anything there and then you go in to experience it. So Yeah, and there's actually kind of some fairly recent research around um how a, um, a physical store impacts um, buying behavior locally. So on average, kind of online sales are more than 100% up when they're in a catchment of a local store. So if they can, if they're offering those really great experiences, and I guess this ties into um, quite heavily into what we do about making sure those in-store experiences are great, because it might not be that the customer's going to purchase there, but what's happening in that store really affects a wider customer base. Um, if they're visiting and then returning home and purchasing, it's really important, that in-store experience. Right. So the presence of a store is actually 
benefiting the the online that's driving more online orders yeah yeah exactly so that they're getting more on online sales within the locality of of a physical store so it's not just about the value of a store in terms of sales it's the value of a store in terms of what impact it's having on customers that are visiting it and then purchasing elsewhere online so that's really interesting isn't it? because we we we, we in terms of technology uh you know often there is the, like the, the growth of online is is we hear year on year that online sales are growing and growing and, and at christmas you know they talk about how it's it's it's, it's overtaking uh high the high street stores and and that starts to make you think towards well surely you know more stores are going to get closed down is that is that whole high street experience going to disappear just like we think about technology, is that going to put people out of jobs? And we, our belief, uh, certainly at Tharson, we, we believe there's, there's, there's an absolute critical uh, place for technology and people combined together. And that often when you look at it, you see technology creates more jobs. It creates new jobs and, 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 and things like that. So what I'm hearing here is that, 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 that we're starting to identify now that the online growth is actually being driven by high street. Absolutely. So it's kind, of, it's kind of going reverse. So it, it's it goes all the way back to brand loyalty as well. So, I mean, a lot of the high street is about um, those kind of older shops that everyone knows and loves from their childhood and the ones that are dependable or that just kind of that brand loyalty where you you know you've just seen the advert a million times and you you can go into that shop and you can get it so um, I think I think being able to go into bricks and mortar for brand loyalty is really really important and of course um, being able to you know keep on top of that is is quite huge at the moment for mm. technology and, and the people using it and being able to kind of tell your your brand story, your values, and communicate that in a physical environment is so different to online. You can kind of make those associations when you're in a store that I just don't think will ever be able to be replicated online. I think they'll always work hand in hand um, and in use. And if you think about it, most sales do still take place in stores. Yeah. Mm. Um, so effect you just said that is technically an in-store experience pushing people towards the online shop you know they still see the stuff in the store they still you know they're still aware of it it's uh it's what drives them online in the first place it's that yeah. brand awareness totally. so, yeah and it certainly will be interesting to see as we we almost completely out of lockdown now and you know it's been pushed back a little bit but it seems like we're almost there i think it's going to be interesting to see isn't it how how retail you know high streets fare there and what retailers will do in terms of campaigns what what do you you think there i know you've not got a crystal ball but what what do you think their approach might be well one of the things that, you know, you touched upon earlier is, um, you know, collateral itself is technology and, and we're not here to replace anyone's jobs. You know, running campaigns through our technology actually allows people creating the campaigns to be creative again. And that that is really what's going to be key to the kind of the survival of the high street is having that creativity and being able to, um, you know, push it to store level and just have that brand experience, you know, that welcome into a shop and just bringing people back 
back out in in droves you know get your sales start going you know be be creative you know do some localized marketing you know push more to your local um you know social media and have have people pushed into your local stores do just do, do local things and i think you know one of the things that we i think everyone's going to take out of covid is we've got a um, a local environment that we want to look after you know we've been stuck in our local environment for a long time and we've come to appreciate that and it means we appreciate our stores as well so i think pushing more um to that localized marketing is going to be really really key which of course you can do through collateral yeah and helping um kind of in terms of what printers can do kind of something that we do is help to help retailers to know that they're getting the best return on investment for their marketing campaigns then they know that they've been communicated effectively to their stores they've been installed at the right time and they've kind of got that reporting back are there things missing that they need have things been displayed correctly so it's kind of ensuring that retail environment is is doing absolutely everything it can for the retailer yeah so kind of getting maximum use out of the 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 campaigns that are put out there yeah i I think i know working with with some of our customers that um one of the challenges they 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 find is obviously in in terms of demonstrating that, that that's been uh been installed it's been displayed correctly and they, 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 they you know really work with their customers to to try and make sure the instructions are clear and and, and everything but it, it, it must be very difficult to know exactly how many uh of, of the thousand stores or whatever how many of them are actually displaying what what's out there yeah so i think it's kind of researchers found that i think um on average retailers think about 70 percent of what they send out actually gets installed um but the reality is i think about 40 40 to 50 percent at the lower end so you know that's that's more than half of their campaign materials never actually making it into the right places that they need to be um and then that's kind of where we come in in terms of offering that feedback loop from store to head office, um, showing if campaigns have been displayed in photographs, providing information and and kind of the ability to reorder anything that's missing or damaged. So making sure exactly what was meant to be out is out and displayed at the right time. And, and also with our you know ability to integrate with other systems, like we've already done with Tharston, actually you can overlay data from from any other system that you use and and you start to pull some real powerful insights from those marketing campaigns because whilst you know we can question um at a store level have you got the campaign you know have you implemented it send us a picture actually what you can start doing is asking even more questions like is it a high traffic area is it a low traffic area um you know is it you know which which is your priority window is it placed on the priority window you know you can start tracking all these things and you overlay it with the sales data from that retail store and you've got some real powerful insights like um you know you will not um sell more of this uh product if you put a poster on the side of the fridge because that poster on the side of the fridge never helps we don't see sales excel anywhere where that is and you can start pulling these insights out of all these different data streams yeah absolutely. even like one of our customers was interested about the location and execution of kind of freestanding display units with brand products on and being able to for the in-store teams to communicate back exactly how they were working for those individual store locations is almost invaluable because if you know 
in one location it works better in a different environment or there were certain things about that campaign that could be improved um then you can improve the next one yeah also go as far as saying you know you could start pulling out um, data that suggests, you know, maybe there's a certain type of poster that always guarantees great sales. You know, if you're able to pull that kind of data out of a system, you can then go to your customers and say, oh, you you want to print this A3 poster? I, I don't think you should. Our our data suggests that A3 posters don't work. And I'm not saying A3 posters don't work because I think A3 posters are great. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just trying to uh, kind of visualize maybe um, you know, it's almost just insights, those powerful insights that you can pull from a system like Collateral. Um, which, which type of products work better for them for, for, to, to, to generate more sales? You know, if you've got a printer using a system like ours and then you've got all these different data streams, they could really see what product they are selling to their clients are are actually getting the best return on investment for them. And then they can start talking to new clients and say, you know, we don't we don't recommend this. We actually recommend this. And this is the proof. Yeah. It's it's that additional value to um, a printer's customers as well. It's not just about the delivery of that campaign. It's about what happens after the installation. What impact does it have? Um, and I guess, you know, all these things, uh, Management, it, 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 you know, management information is key. It, it, it's it, if if you have that information, you can then uh, interpret it, understand it. it you know, that it, it's it, it, you need it. Uh, and you know, for us, we often try to remind our customers that the raising detra of, of a system like Parson, it's it's management information. Yeah. Yes, it allows you to estimate and and. and uh, and create jobs and schedule and, and there are the tools but as a byproduct of that you get all this valuable insight and information and I think what what you're telling me here is, is that you know this is what retailers really really need as well is is that yes the campaign's been installed but then actually let's get down to the next layer add another dimension to it to see based on the, the location or the, the the area you know whatever is it how effective is it you know that richness that you can bring to it which i'm guessing as we uh you know come back into into all shops being open and everything that that's going to be even more key as 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 you said they're going to have to start trying different campaigns at the moment we're in a, a reactive campaign stage which uh as puts up you know for, for our for print printers means they're having to be turn things around a lot quicker with a lot shorter notice and all the rest and um, now they might be able to get back into a stage of planning things but to to get people back out into the shops they're gonna have to try different things and and, and so it's going to be even more paramount that they they get the the feedback and that this is what a printer could could, could offer to retail business to say we can help we can work with you to to, yeah. to to not only deliver the campaign but then to to, to start gathering the the, the information the, the success of that yeah absolutely and if you do what you've always done you'll get what you've always got and i think that's what a lot of suppliers into retail now have to rethink that strategy and mm. try something new to win the clients because you know the, the the problem is you know last year's halloween campaign 
um, didn't, you know, that they run it off the back of the years before. And it's just not going to work like that anymore. These things, you know, have to be thought about a lot more. Um, you know, you can't just have everything in one place because you can't have everyone running to one place in a store. Um, you know, it's just really thinking about what what can happen after COVID. And by working collaboratively, so by printers working collaboratively with their retail clients, making sure they can understand their store estate and, and providing them with the tools, yeah, not just for the workflow of getting those campaigns produced, but also those insights that the retailers really want and need about the campaigns they're producing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I, I, I think that it, it gives a, a real sense of hope though going forward, doesn't it? That you know we're we're at this stage and and now we can start to see how retailers are starting to prepare and 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 the sort of information they might need what how we can help them so um yeah i think it's been, been really interesting to kind of explore that and and, and think about it so um uh, imogen karen thank you very much for, for for joining us today and and sharing your insights um we'll uh, put your contact details into the show notes as well so if anybody wants to reach out to you they can and find out more about um what you do and what collateral is uh, they can get in touch but yeah uh, thank you very much for, for joining us today it's been really really good to, to talk about it all yeah thank you very much for having me and if you um if you enjoyed listening to the show please do uh, rate and review us and uh and don't forget to subscribe and uh and share with with other people that you know who might be interested thanks very much for everyone today Cheers now. Thank you.